Hey everybody, this is Tracy Malone from NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. Welcome to my channel. If you're listening to on a podcast, thank you so much. If you have not subscribed to my channel, please click the like button, subscribe, um, give us a comment. Today, I am going to be talking with Ranika Cornmere. I think I said that right. She is an encouragement, empowerment, healing, and spiritual nourishment for daughters of narcissistic mothers. Um, and she helps them break free from the generational trauma so that they can live and claim their legacy of freedom and abundance in Christ. This is the work that she does. Um, she's passionate about helping daughters of narcissistic moms to release their pain of the past, crush toxic patterns, and rise up to their true purpose. Um, she has a podcast called Mama Trauma. And um, we're going to talk with her today about how to deal with our narcissistic mothers, how to heal from them. What are the signs of a narcissistic mother? I had a crazy one and I always just said, oh, my family's crazy. I didn't have the words to understand it. So today we're going to talk about those words, the signs, what to do, and what's the first step in healing. So let's welcome her. Hi, Renika. Welcome to my show. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited that you are here and you are the expert on daughters of narcissistic mothers. This is such a huge topic. I had one. Did you have one too? I did. I yeah. did. It's just the best. Like we get more because of like the life experience. You can read a book and, and lots of therapists and people do that. It certainly doesn't hurt. But at the same time, when you've been through it, like, there's just this deeper understanding. So I know that um, we're going to talk about this today. And, and I want to start out with, you know, the difficulties in having a narcissistic mother to people. But what often happens, and I didn't know I had a narcissistic mom, I just thought she was crazy till she was about, 50, so I was like 55 years old, and I started to do the work and went, Oh my God, there's words for this. I never knew that. So tell me some of the signs that if people are like I was at that point, not knowing, just thinking, oh man, we're crazy. Uh, what are the signs that they can identify that their mom might have NPD? Mm, yes. One of the main signs is her unwillingness to apologize for anything. So whenever you are holding her accountable, and it doesn't really matter how you're holding her accountable, she will make it about how you're holding her accountable, the, the, the words that you say, or the way that you said it, or the tone that you said it in, she'll make it about that. But it's really about the fact that you're trying to hold her accountable. So anytime that you're trying to hold her accountable for anything, she will not apologize. She will always turn it around and make it somehow your fault, your problem, you know, that somehow it's, it's some fault of yours as to why whatever this is happened. She will never take accountability or responsibility for herself. Mm -hmm. Another thing that you will probably notice is that all conversations somehow lead back to her. All conversations somehow lead back to her. She can literally get on the phone with you and talk for hours and you have not said anything and she just talks and talks and talks has not asked you how your day was has not asked you what's gone on in your day or do you have anything important are you in the middle of something right now she just hops on the phone and runs her own agenda so you will probably notice that as well if you're a daughter 
of a narcissistic mother. You will probably also notice that you have somehow been entered into this silent competition that you know nothing about. Mm -hmm. She's in competition with you. She's jealous of you. She's always trying to one up you. And it's something that you're not necessarily playing into or wanting to be a part of, but you see it in, in just like everything that she does, like she could be copying you, um, you know, copying the little things that you're doing in your life. She could just be outright having negative things to say about all of your accomplishments. Like, oh, you think you're better than me now that you got a degree or, oh, you know, you think you're such a great mom. You know, it's always this, this little hint of jealousy with her and everything that she does. Um, and unrealistic expectations lots and lots of unrealistic expectations. She expects for you to go over and beyond, roll out the red carpet for her, you know, do things that go out of your way in order to, you know, please her. And she has no care about how much that puts you out with your family or even with your personal time. She just wants you to, she thinks that you're there to serve her. <laughs> so those are some of the, those are some of the main signs. And I know like everyone who has a narcissistic mother, whether they knew it or not, ends up with the feeling of not being good enough. Like again, the, the student that gets the, um, you know, B plus the A minus is never good enough. Right. Yeah, and so that not only transforms in that sort of way, but like it transforms in everything. You, the partner you picked, the way you're mothering, the way you did this, it's never good enough. And you can do everything that she asks and there's always that never good enough piece. And so what other kinds of things, like I always tell people that when they're like looking at whether their mom is a narcissist, it's, it's how, do you, how do you feel? How does a, a survivor of this feel? So you talked about one of the main ones. It's that, that never, you're, you're never good enough. You, you feel, you probably struggle a lot with perfectionism in every area of your life. You are trying to be perfect. You are trying to be everything that everybody wants you to be. Um, and you're not happy. So a lot of times too, what we, what we come out with is this feeling of being like this empty shell where when you come out of this, when you do finally come in and say, okay, I'm going to start to do my healing, you kind of look at yourself and you're just kind of like, who is that? Because you don't know who you are because you've spent your entire life with somebody telling you you're this and you need to be this and you need to be like this. And you have become an extension of your mother. So when you go to do healing at 38, 40, you know, 50, you realize that I've spent my whole life being someone else. And so now I need to actually discover basic things about myself. Like, do I actually like this? Do I actually believe this? Do I actually want this? So you have to actually kind of start all over again, as far as figuring out who you are as an individual. Um, so those, those are some of the main things that you're, you're kind of, you're kind of left with. Another thing is, is you, um, I know that for me, I had a bad habit of getting into unhealthy relationships. So I just was a magnet for, for, for other unhealthy relationships because I had never had healthy relationships modeled. So I just went out there in the world and started meeting other people that were just like my mom. <laughs> 
Exactly. It's like the last thing you want to do, but you know, in often cases too, I, I, I want to give us a little bit of credit here that, yay, we, we, we didn't know what a healthy relationship was, but at the same time, you know, the people that we were choosing um, were unhealthy as well, but they often looked different. Like yes. you know, if mom was overt and like screaming, yelling banshee, as my mother used to call us the banshees, I don't know why she used that word, but um, like, the, the the new person is going to come in and be so kind and sweet and loving and covert right mm -hmm. they're gonna like not display the same as mom did so we're like oh we're safe we dodged yeah. a bullet we're good but the reality is there's so many flavors of narcissists so many different types the way they can present themselves that we really need to do the work to figure that out um you know, when, when your parents are never there for you, your mom is never there for you. Those are that's one of the signs that we need to talk about. It's it's you you're having a baby or whatever it is, you finally need her. And again, the conversation goes back to her. You're sitting there going, you get off the call. You just feel like you need a shower because you're just like, I thought I was going to ask my mom and tell her how sad I was about this, but it became about her and you've lost like the grip on that kind of support, which then leads us into the, the relationship kind of thing and making those same mistakes is we accept crumbs, right? Yes. We learn that, okay, well, this intermittent stuff, like I have it in my book, that ghosting was our family vacation. That was like, we were so normalized to, okay, that one's not talking to that one and that one, they're not talking to that one. I don't think in 40 years, all of my siblings and family ever talked. Oh, no. So it was something that if now a relationship comes into your life, then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, they'll be back. It's just ghosting. It's just, you know, and we, I didn't have the word, I called it going dark, but it was just part of the pattern. So we end up with that. Um, but there's so many things we need to understand about how to heal. And I know that people often get into this, like come to me on, on the computer and go, how do I heal in 90 minutes? Go, you know, how does someone heal? You can't do it in 90 minutes. There's no Betty Ford clinic to go and heal. How do you recommend to people that they start to look at that? So the first step is education. You have to figure out what it is that you've experienced because so much of the abuse, especially when we talk about narcissistic abuse, it's very confusing. It's very hard to just get a grip on the fact that a person that you knew, a person that you loved, a person that was supposed to love you treated you like this on purpose. And that they that they more than likely will never change mm -hmm. that takes a whole lot of time for you to just get a grip on that for you to just get a grip on some of the behaviors that you have come that you have been a victim or a survivor of so just getting the education so digging into you know videos podcasts books so that you can get a language around what it is that you've been through and you can start to understand what it is that you've experienced and then the next thing that you would do is get support so it's going to be hard it's going to be hard to get a support system to find those people that are going to be supportive of you and to distance yourself from the people that are not going to be supportive of you. And it's going to be really, really difficult for you to find out who those people are um, because 
a lot of the people that have been in your previous circle are not going to be understanding of the journey that you have going forward. So it's, it's very important though, before you embark on that journey, even if you just have one person in your corner that you can go to, you can be transparent with, you can be open with them and they will give you the truth, but they will also support you. That is what you need. Do not shy away from therapy. Do not shy away from therapy. Go and get the help that you need from a professional. I suggest somebody that knows something specifically about narcissism, okay? Go to therapy, go to coaching, get a, a professional that can help you in this area. Because I have so many people that come and when they talk to me, they're like, I went through coaching, I went through therapy, and I went through all this and it didn't help me because that person didn't know anything about narcissistic abuse. So I always say, get with somebody who can help you specifically in this area because it is its own trauma. It's, it's very, very unique. Um, and then understand that it takes time. It is a process. It is not going to happen overnight. There are going to be so many starts and stops. You're going to think that you healed and all of a sudden one day, one song, one memory comes up and you're back. You know, you feel like you're back at the starting line and you're not really back at the starting line, but you, you figure out that, oh no, I still have some, some pieces that still need to be fixed, that still need to be healed. Give yourself grace to move through that. Give yourself time to do it. So don't, don't, so a part of that understanding that it takes time is don't look left and right. Yeah. That's one of those things that I tell the girls that are in my group, do not look left and right. Don't look at, at Tracy and say, Oh, Tracy did this within this amount of time. So I, I need to be able to do it within this amount of time. Your journey is your journey. Give yourself all the time that you need. If it takes you the rest of your life, that's fine. Just as long as you keep going. And a big thing that helped me, of course, is my relationship with God. I, I don't believe that I would have been able to do this without him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for that. That's, you know, finding the verbiage. Um, again, that's what sets people free. Again, sort of the mom was crazy too. Oh my God, that was gaslighting. She did that all the time. Oh my God, that was this, that was that. When you have the verbiage, it explains a lot, but it also like frees you little by little to those memories and, you know, finding your wounds as you're going through this um, is, is such an important part of it because everyone's wounds are different. You know, you may have an abandonment wound, you may become a codependent, you may be a people pleaser. We almost always were not the boundary people. So learn boundaries, sit down and go, what made me vulnerable and what do I need to heal? and do that slowly and understanding because those wounds keep coming back in your life if you don't work on them right understanding what your mom was and where and how you got there it's now breaking the cycle to change and move things to another place because studying abandonment wounds or studying codependency or you know learning these other things are going to set you free learning about your fear and your emotions you have to build emotional resilience if you don't build emotional resilience then every one of those triggers is going to be an implosion and you're going to go right back to square one and you're going to go but i was getting so high and whoop, i went straight down it's yeah. you know what yes we're allowed to go down we're allowed to have that trigger our goal with the trigger is to not put us under the covers but go whoa i made it out i was only like 
you know, traumatized for three days this time. And right. that was a step. I tell people where you told them don't look to the sides. I tell them to look backwards mm. at how far they've come yep. versus going, I'm not there yet, but look, you didn't know this. You didn't know that you're working this for me, 55 years of undoing patterns took a lot of work and a lot of time. And as you said, if we rush it, then, you know, we're trying to put a stupid bandaid on in one trigger and we're back under the covers going that recovery thing didn't work. Right. Just keep reading, keep learning, keep understanding and, and moving from that point. If you were to say one thing to people, just one tip, what do they do besides educating themselves? What can they do to like start this journey? Mm, it's one tip. It's just like, oh, I've got a pick now. <laughs> uh, well, I guess my one tip would be to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Start somewhere because so many times it can just seem like it's so overwhelming. And so we just get analysis paralysis, right? We're just like, oh, I'm just staying still and hope that this goes away. Just start somewhere. If it's, I want to listen to a podcast. If it's, I want to read this book. Mm -hmm. If it's, I want to just read an article, I want to just watch a YouTube video, start somewhere, mm -hmm. start somewhere The the, the journey to healing, it starts with one step. So mm -hmm. just take that one step and that one step will lead to another. But if you stand still and you never dip your feet in the water, you're never going to move forward. So if you know, if you know that there's something wrong in the relationships that you're in, that they are detrimental to you, that mm -hmm. you are being damaged in them you need to start your healing somewhere. I love that. I love the analogy of, of, the, of the, the steps because again, it's so overwhelming to go, oh my God, I've got to do all this stuff. But you know, it's like going to the gym and you just go, today I'll do a little, tomorrow I'll do a little more. You know, we don't just go from zero to 60, especially when this has been a lifetime, whether you're 20 or whether you're 50, it doesn't matter. You're untangling patterns and the benefits that people will get by doing this work is that peaceful life. You know, you may have to make some really hard decisions about the contact that you decide to keep with your parent. Right. Sometimes it's, I can't talk to her. I'm going to disown her. No contact. You know, sometimes that isn't an option, but learning skills to communicate better and set those boundaries where her blowing up your phone or getting on a phone call with her that she's going to take over and ramble. And, and you're going to like, I just wanted to tell you this one thing, set a boundary and be like, you know what? Today, mom, I've got like 10 minutes go, you know, and then. Yep start to control more back and and take that back because if you get off the phone after an hour and, and you just it's terrible you know what if i had just said i've got 10 minutes now they're not going to take boundaries well but then you say i really got to go and you hang up okay. you don't just let her ramble that's the whole part about boundaries so um thank you so much for talking to us today you're brilliant how can people find out more information about you Oh yes. Yeah. So you can find me over there on the mama trauma podcast. I also have the mama trauma sisterhood on Facebook and you can hop on over to renikacormier.com for more information. Yay. Well, we will put your name right below you on the screen. So everybody check her out. Um, she's been helping daughters of narcissistic mothers for a long time. And if this is you, 
get the help, take one baby step and start the journey. Because if you don't, you'll still be frozen and you'll still be going around in the drama and trauma cycle that you hate so much. So thank you for joining me. Thank you.